everyone. My name is Adiola Akintoye and welcome to Practical Christianity. This is a program where I used to share my kingdom message as an ambassador of Yeshua. You know, as a believer, living out faith is a daily challenge. That is why focusing on Christ every second is a practical part of our Christian life. When we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we get into this unique and trusting relationship with Jehovah God. And we trust him and he entrusts in our hand a kingdom message. And each of us, we have a role to play in the kingdom message to go ye and make disciples of nations. So this is my Christian, my own kingdom message. You know, one of the prayers that we say, we pray, we love praying, I love praying it as well, is in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 13. At least the first few lines of the verse says, And the Lord will make you head and not tail. You shall be above only and not beneath. You know, we love praying that prayer because we want to be the head and not the tail. We want to be above and not beneath. And any believer who desires the manifestation of this prayer to be the head and not the tail, to be um, above and not beneath, needs to understand what this means and what it takes to be the head. Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter 5, 13 and 14 said that we are the salt of the earth. And we are the light of the world. So he has put us as influencers and transformative agents in the world. Because there's no where there's light that there won't be, well, light. There won't be, you know, influence in a way. And there's no where you add salt. Unless you're adding salt with salt, there will be a transformation. And so we are meant to lighten up. You know, because our light is in Christ Jesus and we're meant to be sold because we have been transformed into kingdom citizens. You know, many times when people talk about leadership, they refer to a person or persons in position of authority or, you know, to somebody with title that has authority in it. So we have been looking at leadership from the perspective of the leader, the person in the position of authority or the position of influence. So we've been discussing, um, uh, taking lessons from the kings of Judah, uh, the southern kingdom of ancient um, Israel. So we've been looking at, you know, leadership lessons from that perspective. Why? Because Jehovah himself is the ultimate leader in position of authority. In Isaiah 33 verse 22, it says, For the Lord is our judge, judiciary. The Lord is our lawgiver, legislative. The Lord is our king, executive. He will save us. Isaiah 33 22. So Jehovah God himself occupied all the different arms of authority. You know, the executive, the legislative, and the judiciary. And so he 
expectors as his children, you know, created in his image to lead as he leads. And so that is why, you know, the, the nation that he himself created and the leaders that he puts in place to follow him are a very good um, examples of leadership. There's nothing, you know, you learn in leadership school or, you know, leadership seminars that is not in the word of God. So in the first four parts, we've explored the role of the leader and why that is important. You know, a leader impacts people. A leader determines the state of those they are leading. A leader, a leader's action or inaction can have repercussion for the people or the followers that are within their sphere of influence. So, um, I live in the United Kingdom. We know that, you know, well, however the United Kingdom is right now is being shaped by different leadership over the years and also current leadership as well so this series will benefit those who want to you know key into their identity as salt and light those who know that they've been transformed by jesus to be you know uh, a, a transforming agent you know to be leaders in within their spheres of influence wherever you know, Jehovah has placed us. We are meant to be influencers. Those who understand that they are occupying a position of authority as ambassador of Christ in the world. And I have to say, it's not many people that actually get our identity as ambassador of Christ. It is a position of authority. You know, the principles of leadership that we are learning from these kings are applicable even if we are not physical kings but we are spiritual kings in position of influence in revelation chapter 1 verse 5 it says that he who loved us and washed us from from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. So, you know, the first thing is that we are kings and priests to God the Father. And then in Revelation chapter 5, verse 8 as well, he, he also talked about, I'll go down to verse 10, from verse 8, but I'll uh, to 10. I'll focus on verse 10 that says, And have made us kings and priests to our God and we shall reign on earth so we might not be the queen of england or the king of uh, uh rock or whatever it is you know in the physical but we are kings and priests unto our father so we have a sphere of influence as kings spiritual kings and as our sphere of influence is wherever you know we have uh, uh, we, we touch whether it's in our workplace whether it's in our relationship whether it's in our home that's our sphere of, sphere of influence as king and so if we understand our identity and role as kings we can learn from the king of kings himself Jehovah God 
So today, our case study is going to be Isaiah, Isaiah, the grandson of Joash. We learned about Joash last week, you know, the, 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 the baby king that was um, saved at the age of six. And then throughout the life of his mentor, he remained faithful until his mentor died. And then he, he turned his back on God. And we know that it repaid his mentor by killing one of his sons. So Uziah is his grandson. And the reason why we have not focused on Amaziah is that Amaziah's reign actually has nothing in it. Amaziah, the son of Joash. But Uziah, the grandson, was 16 years old when he became king. And he reigned for 52 years. Even King David did not reign that long. King David reigned for 40 years, Solomon reigned for 40 years, I think, you know, if I'm not mistaken, he reigned the longest, 52 years. So the, his, his leadership story is worth learning, is worth exploring, and his story can be found in 2 Kings chapter 15 and 2 Chronicles chapter 26. And one of the things we learned, you know, um, from um, his story, um, the context, he was 16 when he became king and his mother was an Israelite from Jerusalem and the word of God says in Second Chronicles 26 verse 3 to 5 that he did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight and that he sought God during the days of Zechariah who taught him to fear God. So, we, you know, it's not really clear. It's not the prophet Zechariah because that was when the, um, the, the northern kingdom were already in exile. But this is another Zechariah. I want to believe that it was a priest who, you know, uh, mentored him as king. And this is one of the things that, you know, from the stories of the, of, of the kings, we could see that they had priests and prophets that were their mentors mentors or advisors so even as a king even as leaders one of the things that we can also take from this is that we need mentors we need spiritual mentors uh, probably we need many mentors but we need spiritual mentors because we are kingdom citizens even in, even if we are leaders in the workplace we need spiritual mentors. So he, were, he, he did what was right. He sought the Lord because he had a mentor, Zechariah, who taught him to fear God. And he said, and the, uh, the, the passage said, and as long as the king sought guidance from the Lord, God gave him success. That is one of the themes we've been seeing in the in the leadership lessons that as king, you know, as long as they sought guidance from God. So that means that, you know, before taking decision, they seek the face of the Lord. And they had, you know, spiritual mentors. I mean, at that time, priests and prophets, you could, you know, I mean, they were you know um, not that there were no false prophets especially the Baal but there were genuine prophets in the land and so as long as a leader seeks the face of God and one of the ways that we can do that 
it's through prayers it's through spiritual guidance you know and he said god gave him success and we could see as well in second king chapter 15 he said he did what was pleasing in lord's sight just as his father had done however however he did not destroy the pagan shrine and people still offered sacrifices and burned incense there so that was different to his ancestor uh, who actually you know turned the religious system around you know get education but he still allowed pagan worship still allowed people to be offering sacrifices and incense and this is where as a leader in the workplace as well if you don't have the right policies and procedures people will just be doing what they like you know so we still need to make sure that there are laws that are right there just that you know are, are, are based on the word of god he didn't he didn't do that and so um eventually of course you know uh, we, we're going to see what happened to him so some of the things that um, we could learn from his lesson uh, from his uh, leadership he, he had spiritual guidance as we've said that then jehovah gave him military success you know jehovah helped him in war in second chronicles um, chapter 26 it says that god helped him against the philistines and against the arab you know against and the ammonite brought tribute to Uzziah, and his fame spread because he had become very powerful so god gave him military success because he 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 you know he was seeking the face of god so god was guiding his decisions and his actions you know we we can see from you know the study that we've done of, from all these leaders that you know they you know unless they make you know um decision based on the flesh like one of the kings that we uh, we we let you know that went to give his son in marriage to the northern kingdom and god was displeased with him so unless they take decision without seeking um, the face of jehovah they had success so this guy had military success in fact you know not only military success agriculturally as well you know the it uh, the bible says that he reclaimed the wilderness by water conservation Second Chronicles 26:10. He built towers in the wilderness. How is that possible in the wilderness? And they say he dug many cisterns because he had much livestock in the foothills and in the plain. He had people working in the field and vineyard in the hills and in the fertile land for he loved the soil. So you know, God, you know, there was water in the wilderness for this king. So he had everything. You know he and the nation thrived the nation thrived you know he fortified the city you know he was i mean i can just imagine the prosperity during you know his time um and uh, at that time and then what happened and this is one of the one of the things about leaders you know many many leaders they start to write they start with the fear of god they start 
you know, you know, with very humble. But then the minute they, they become powerful, pride came in. So this king, the, the Bible says in 2 Chronicles 26, 16, it says, But when he had become powerful, he also became proud, which led to his downfall. And he sinned against God. So you can just imagine, we can also note that King Solomon was also, when King Solomon also became so powerful, you know, he married so many wives and they turned his heart. So Uziah also became so powerful and he became, pride entered. Pride entered. The Bible did not tell us whether Zechariah had died, but I want to believe that Zechariah had died because it said in 2 uh, Chronicles 26, 3-5 that Uziah sought God during the days of Zechariah who taught him to fear God. So there is no, no way Zechariah would have been alive that he would have done what he did. And what did he do? He entered the sanctuary of the Lord's temple and personally burnt incense on the incense altar. Now, for Israelites who would have been hearing the story of how, you know, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, how, you know, God uh, uh, preserved Joseph in, in, in Egypt, how he preserved the nation of Israelite during famine, and how after 400 years, you know, uh, under slavery, God saved them with a mighty hand, with miracle signs and wonders, how God preserved them during, you know, the wilderness years, and how God brought them into the promised land, you know, uh, 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 giving them success upon success. They would have also learned about how God killed the sons of Aaron because they offered profane incense. They were, you know, so God is a God of justice, is a consuming fire. So this guy, he said, he, he believed that after all, God has been giving me success. God has been, you know, expanding my territory. God has been, you know, defeating my enemies. You know, God has done this so much for me. So I can, you know, I can go in and offer incense. Maybe he did it with the right art that, you know, God has done so much. Let me just go and offer incense. But he forgot the law of God. Yes, God loves us, but you know, God is not man that should lie. You know, so many times when as Christians we you know we 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 think about you know God so loved us that he gave his only begotten son and the blood of Jesus is washing our blood is speaking for us so I can continue doing whatever I like. The blood of Jesus will wash away my sin. That is not who God is. God is a righteous God. He set his law and you must obey the law or bear the consequences. So this guy went into the temple and offered incense. And immediately the Bible says that Azariah, the high priest, went after him. You know, with other priests, about 80 of them, 
you know, and they confronted the king. You know, sometimes, you know, when leaders do something, people are afraid or, you know, they, they won't tell the leader the truth. So I pray that, you know, even in leadership position that God has uh, put me, that I will have brave men and women, though they don't need to be brave, <laughs> that would be able to say, Adiola, this thing you are doing is wrong. It's wrong in the sight of God and it's wrong in the sight of men. Not keep quiet. So these guys, you know, they ran after the, the king and they confronted him and they told him, it is not for you is here to burn incense to the lord that is the work of the priest alone <coughs> and it's not just any priest it's not just any priest is the descendant of aaron who has set apart for this work aaron came from levi and levi you know god set them apart but it was also very clear that from the descendant of Levi, it's Aaron's descendant that will be high priest. The others will be Levites working in the temple in different things. And so when you, you know, people, leaders, whoever want to want to change that order is not going to work. And so they, they said, come out of this sanctuary for you have sinned, you know. The Lord will not honor you for this. This, Rather than for this king to immediately, you know, bow and start asking for forgiveness and, you know, fasting and crying to the Lord. You know what they said? The Bible said that he became furious. Who are you? Who are you to talk to me? Don't you know who I am? I am the king. I'm King Uzziah. And he became furious. The Bible says that he was standing there raging at the priest before the incense altar. He was raging and raging. You know, I can just imagine them. Don't talk to me. I'm the king. This is this. And the word of God says, you know, that as he was raging, suddenly leprosy broke out on his forehead. You know, if you go and read the tradition, I think at that time, you know, it was recorded that there was an earthquake at that time. And, you know, the scientists are, has confirmed that as well. But anyway, so it was then leprosy broke out and an abomination. So the priests and everybody, they saw the leprosy and they quickly rushed him out because then the altar would have become deferred. I'm sure they had to do a lot of sacrifice to cleanse the altar. And that was the end of his kingship. In fact, tradition says that for the last 11 years of his 52 years, it was his son that ruled, that became, that governed. His son Jotam governed in his place because he was a king that could not go out. He was a king that nobody could, you know, um, come near. You know, what a miserable ending. And in fact, it also the Bible also said that at the end, he was not he was buried with his assessor boy in a separate part. In the in the burial field belonging to the king, but not in the in the nice, you know, uh, compartment for kings. 
it was set apart because it died a leprous. Wow. From this powerful king to the leprosy king. I'm sure that would have been, you know, the legacy that people remember. Why? Because of pride. Because of pride. Many times, you know, leaders, people in position of authority, there, there is pride. There is pride. You know, how many times would we see, you know, people would say, because I'm the pastor, because I'm the CEO, because I'm the this and that, everybody should now be, you know, and now, you know, should not be my slave. You know, you see people holding bags, you know, holding, you know, and they expect it, you know, pride, 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 pride one lesson from King Uzziah. He had it all. He had it all, but pride. You know, one of the prayers I pray, Father, do not give me things that will make me become proud. Whether it's material things, whether it's wealth, honor, prestige, the accolade of man that will start making my head expand and then pride will come in. The Bible says that Pride comes before a fall. And Jehovah resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. In fact, you know, some of the, you know, inspirational leaders in our world are people that they are so humble. You see, it's uh, uh, Nelson Mandela, you know, for some, you know, just, you know, think about who is a leader that inspires you and you will see that humility is one of the virtues of the leader humility is a virtue of a leader if there is no humility there will be pride there will be pride and Jehovah God resists the proud so if you are inspiring to be a God-centered leader, then pride has to be so far from, from you and from me. You know, Jehovah made a covenant with David that there will always be his descendant on the throne. So even when the king, the descendant of David, gets things wrong at the end, you know, God did not take the throne, uh, the southern kingdom throne from the descendants of David. So our next case study is going to be Ezekiah, the great grandson of Uzziah. Ezekiah, the great grandson of Uzziah. The Bible says that he was 25 years old when he became king and he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. So it's, his leadership is also one of inspiration that can we, we can take lessons from. So are you a leader? Maybe you are watching your listening to the podcast. What type of leader are you? Jehovah God is inviting you into a relationship with him because he is the leader of leaders so that he will lead and he will guide you in your leadership. All the kings that we've studied, 
when they have Jehovah God as their leader, when they seek him, Jehovah gave them success. Jehovah protected them. Jehovah, you know, guided them. Because he is the one who is all wise and will give leaders wisdom. Jehovah is the one who is all powerful and will fight the enemies of leaders. Jehovah is the one who knows the beginning to the end and the end from the beginning and he will guide leaders' steps and order their paths that they may not make horrible mistakes that would lead to the destructions of many people. And what is Jehovah asking you if you are a leader? Is to enter a relationship with him through his son, Yeshua Christ Jesus. A relationship that will give you peace in your leadership. A relationship that will give you a hope for your legacy. A relationship that will give you a future as a leader. You will reign on earth and you will enter eternity when the time comes. So what do you need to do? The Bible says that repent and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of God. So repent of your sins and be converted. Give your life to Christ Jesus, who paid the price for your sin and for mine, and gave us a way to be reconciled to the leader of leaders, Almighty Jehovah. Prayerfully, look for a Bible teaching church near you so that you can start fellowshipping with others and start growing. And let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Thank you very much for joining me today in Practical Christianity. You can also check my videos on YouTube at the Ola Kintoye and my bite-sized podcast on Anchor Practical Christianity. So join me next week as we continue the study on leadership with King Ezekiah of the Southern Kingdom of Ancient Israel. Take care. Thank you.